0: To the What You've Been Watching podcast, I am your host, the marvelous Mike Dudley, followed as always by my co-host,
1: MD3 Marcus Dudley. What is going on, ladies and gents? Checking in. How are y'all out there in podcast land? And how are you, more importantly?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been uh, it's been a, been, a, been a while. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Quick story about stain before we get into it, because you know us, we like our irreverence. If you ever go to a rehab, at one point they're going to let you, as counselors, they're going to let you select music to play, and I guarantee there is a 100% chance that you are going to hear Stained. It's been a while. A hundred
0: percent chance. But anyways, anyways, that's here and over there. It's a good song. That and for some reason Garth Brooks standing inside the fire. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably.
1: Probably. Uh, anyway, so here's the question we've all been wanting to know. What you been watching?
0: What you been watching, brother? What you What you been watching? I mean, first off, we can start off with that motherfucking Royal Rumble, son. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's do that. I uh, Michael invited me to sit down and watch the Royal Rumble with him, what, like two Sundays ago, something like that? Three Sundays ago. Yeah. And uh, I haven't really sat down and watched a, a wrestling match in quite a little a little while.
0: But uh, I gotta say, I was thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, really did. I really did. It's always interesting to me to like. I mean, I, I'm just a huge wrestling fan anyway, so I'll, yeah. I'll watch, you know, Japanese wrestling, Mexican luchador wrestling, bad wrestling, good wrestling. It's mm-hmm. all, you know, it's all you, good to me. You are a diehard fan, so go ahead and check your bingo boxes. <laughs> <if> there's wrestling <laughs> Listen, on there at home. There's going to be a lot of wrestling talk on this particular subject, just because. So just check it off. It's all good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really did enjoy it, though.
1: I, I thought it was interesting in the fact that, like, you kind of see the performances like slip a little bit, like in some of the intensity, but like, and then you have to kind of take into consideration. Like What that, do you mean,
0: like slip in intensity?
1: Like some of the like the kicking and the punching, like when they're in the corner, like people just kind of stand around. Oh it as, yeah, they're just half assing it, just sort of. Meh.
0: Yeah, just, like at, I'm gonna, I kind of kick you. Yeah, Bleh. at
1: points you see them just kind of phoning it in a little bit, but they're all kind of waiting, but they're trying to sell it for a certain amount of time too. But I was gonna say, I, it didn't really take away from it because there's so much to consider when you think about like, hey, at a certain point I got to be at this mark of the ring, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. it, it's a lot going on. So I don't, it didn't take away from the enjoyment of it to see them kind of like sometimes phoning it in you right. know, a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna hold you up against the the turnbuckle, and you're just gonna act devastated for the next. You know, minute and a half, or longer whatever. than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and it was like that's not really an attack, but okay. But again, there's so much going on that it, I still really enjoyed it as a almost a, almost a first time Royal Rumble Royal Rumble viewer. But um,
0: it's that's it. it to me, that is one of my favorite pay per views, or I guess they're calling them special preview events or whatever. But whatever it because. It's a great jumping on point for anybody who's not necessarily a wrestling fan, or somebody who maybe hasn't watched the product in a in a long time. Because, I mean, literally, you you're going to see almost everybody on the roster. Everybody's going to get their moment to shine, or have it whether it's a comedic point or a, a badass you know m- maneuver, or a high spot, or something like that. Like everybody's going to get their chance to shine. So it really gives you. Just the briefest introduction of characters. Like, there was that one guy. Uh, was Boog, it Rick Boogs?
1: Rick Boogs. Yeah, Boogs. Rick Boogs. That's my new
0: favorite wrestler. Bro.
1: He was like a circus strongman. And, like, he he lifted up at one point one guy, just with one arm, right above his head. And, like, smiled at the camera. He had, like, the the old now, stuff. Now, mind you,
0: this dude has a straight-up, like magnum pi mustache he's wearing like an 80s style like aerobics headband he's got the classic like suspenders sing- yeah singlets uh, 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 wrestling uniform <laughs> and just came out and like the more i heard about him from our buddy glenn uh, yeah shout out, out to glenn shout, shout out, out. To glenn uh he was just like, oh, yeah, this dude just comes out, and he plays guitar riffs, and he's just, like, awesome, cool guy, and I'm like, I fucking love more of this. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, he, he stole the show from me. They brought out my boy, uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. He's probably... And his son. Yeah, he's he's my favorite wrestler of all time, so he's actually one of my top ten athletes of all time. I did a little thing on Facebook recently where we posted that, but not on our site, but on a personal one. But, yeah, he's... I, I'm a big Ray Mysterio fan, but... um. It did. The only the ending was kind of whatever. Like, when you watch it, because I know they just set up a rematch between... Um, Roman Reigns and Brock, Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. It's just like, okay. Like, the second Brock Brock Lesnar came out, it's just like, we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and the, the, the real tragic part is, and you would have to be sort of a wrestling fan to know this, is that they've been pushing Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the past, I don't know, eight major pay-per-views. And so, it's not even a match that... We haven't seen before. It's not a match that anyone's clamoring for. It's just, it's the Vince McMahon wet dream match. Because he loves big, beefy dudes. And both of those fit the bill. Like, he he loves the, like, classic wrestler, like, bodybuilder type. And both of those guys just fit the bill.
1: I mean, my ex-girlfriend's kid was really into wrestling, I don't know, like, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was still going on back then. Yeah. And even then, like... 'Cause I remember like the whole point was just like, oh, Roman Reigns can't beat Brock Lesnar without help from like or intervention from Braun Strowman. It was like this weird rock, paper, scissors match right. where one rock. could beat the other, the other could beat the other, and the other couldn't beat the like it's like, okay, so I've already been played out on it and I barely know anything about it. I'm <laughs> like
0: Yes. Now imagine that you're into the product and you're just like, fuck. I can't, yeah. I can't uh
1: On the women's side
0: of thing, they brought up my homegirl Lita.
1: She I think she's one of the queens, man. She was one of the best to do it on like this real like she is pretty and she did do the sex appeal thing, but she's a real athlete, man. Like, well, I'm and not saying I'm not saying others aren't, but you sure, know what I mean? Sure.
0: But but she she's a particular standout because she was an actual athlete and an actual wrestler in <laughs> in a generation where literally Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis the the booker were just going through like lingerie catalogs and being like, "We want her. She looks great. Right. Let's get her." Like whether or not they had talent or interest in wrestling or whatever, they were just bringing in models just as eye candy. And Lita was legitimately one of the first standout, Like, no, I'm a fucking wrestler. Yeah. And I'm going to get in there and actually wrestle. Yeah, it's like love or hate. China. She really changed the game I, too, so, man. Like she was. Listen, a- I do love China. I think she's made some really tragic and horrible decisions, but
1: yeah, she so was good for Chris the sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who he was erased from? WWE history, I thought. Listen,
0: not a race. You can still watch his matches. You just can't go to the search engine and look up Crispin, Crispin Wall.
1: He's not mentioned on the title card no, like, anymore.
0: Like anytime, anytime there's it's like Kurt Angle defends the US championship and then they don't give who the second person is. Oh yeah. You could pretty much rest assured that was probably Crispin Wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was really entertaining though. I had a good time. The women's one was fun. Um, I forget who oh uh they Ronda brought Ronda Rousey. Rousey one out. Yeah, so which I you know, I I'm not a huge like MMA person, but I always enjoyed her. I, I like people that elevate the sport. Like when a casual person like myself who doesn't really follow fighting that mm-hmm. much or wrestling or anything like that, when they can surpass that and become more of a household name, like what she did for MMA, it's it's like she elevated the sport for women, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean so, it's
0: it, it doesn't help that she's gorgeous, blonde, and with a smoking killer body. And, yeah, you know, and great like, personality too. Yeah, like, yeah. she seemed very, really cool. very affable. Like, ne- never saw an interview with her. Well, maybe one or two where hey, she was just like,
1: everyone's got their moments.
0: Yeah, but for the most part, she's always very affable, very witty retorts, very, very, you know.
1: Yeah, took the sport seriously. So yeah, but nah, So it was it was legit fun though. I didn't see some of the undercards. I was out because I'm not a big fan. Uh, they ordered a pizza and I ran out to go grab it, but. You know, that's just me being good little brother status.
0: So. <laughs> to be honest, you really didn't miss a whole lot. There was, I mean, I, I won't bore you with details. Oh no, the Edge know.
1: in Mids is Mi- and and Miz match yeah. was really good.
0: Yeah, that was a really good match. Yeah. But I'm a huge Miz fan, so
1: yeah, and I, I like the Edge. I like the Brood. Yeah, I like their their uh, old school music. They which, do have a dope entrance though. Yeah, when they to come up, up, up
0: the, through through the fire and the floor in the smoke. Yeah. Blim blim blim
1: blim blim. Yeah. Bling, 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 bling. yeah. yeah. Michael will beatbox these for quite a long time if we let him. Um, we did also, oh, I'll get into this a little bit, because I've been upping the video games. I'm really on this kick of yes. getting retro video games. We picked up WCW NWO Revenge on, Goddamn uh, right we did. on Nintendo 64. I'm always on the hunt for old video games, and Michael just reaps the benefit. <laughs> but he cooks for me a lot, so I feel like we're kind of, you know, what's more important here? Your childhood or sustaining life? You know, so whatever. Equal, equal parts. Equal I would parts. Say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm for my nonsense on that. But uh, we had this thing called the Dread Charge, where all you did in WCW and Revenge was just turn off everything—like no submissions, no pins, no TKOs, no anything—and <laughs> then you just get bats out of the audience and then just r- press the run button and then strike. Run, strike. Wait for him to get up. Slowly, they stand. Run, strike, and you know, we would just beat people for 45, 50 fifty-minute matches. It's-
0: it's the most devastating maneuver in all of wrestling history. No one has ever kicked out of it. Now, granted, we did do, like, about 28 in a row, so... It was brutal.
1: It was brutal. We, we turned the TKO on, and there's this little animation they do where they kind of try to start get up and start twitching, and you pick them up real quick, and you're like, we ain't done here yet. Nah, son. Yeah. Nah.
0: Yeah. Heel maneuvers.
1: So, yeah, that was... Yeah. It made me appreciate. It kind of brought me back a little bit to those. So. And it's
0: I I always do enjoy watching wrestling with somebody who's not necessarily a fan because it either goes one of two ways. They're either so repulsed by it that they're just like this is the dumbest shit ever and like this is just and like then I can have fun with it and kind of poke fun with them and be like yeah this is really dumb right yeah. or they get really into it. They're like I actually really like this. I'm like right, isn't it good? Yeah. I
1: mean I liked wrestling as a kid. I kind of grew out of it. I mean, I, but I've never had anything against it. Right. You know, like, I get I get the appeal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I like the pageantry, I like the characters, I like the, the heel turns and stuff. It can be formulaic at times, but I was, right before the WCW shut down, and before right, it got really bad. It was about the time I got off of it, so... But I always did consider myself a fan, though. Just not you. You kind of kept it and ran with it. But again, I've always been a fan. Sure, St- Sting is my guy. Anytime Sting gets brought up, put some respect <laughs> on his name. That's my guy, man. So yeah, I was big into the w- NWO and the Wolfpack. I was I was captivating television back then. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. Oh, the other thing. This would be a nice transition. They had Johnny Knoxville in there. Yeah. I mean, there were, which is good for him. I know that some one of the other wrestlers put Wee Man through a table, apparently.
0: Like, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Bef- the the night before they uh, the night before the Royal Rumble, everybody kind of went to their like hotel bar kind of thing. They just bought the place out so they could like drink and not be interrupted and da 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 da. And apparently shit got wild and he just put Wee Man through a fucking table. I'm sure Wee Man was probably a willing participant on some. Probably. Pro- I mean, although if Brock Lesnar wants to do something, I'm pretty sure yeah. there's not a whole lot of people that would be like, I wouldn't do that, Brock. Yeah, yeah, I, again, I think... Was, What'd you say? Fuck! Okay, my bad.
1: Exactly, I don't think it was like a lawsuit, so I think it was probably... <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, that does bring up. I did see Jackass Forever. What did you think? Man, I'm gonna be honest, I was glad it was back. It's. I was in like 6th or 7th grade, I think, when the TV show came out. Uh-huh. And, like, I know how dumb it is, but I'll tell you this, if I'm going to see a comedic movie, I want to laugh. Yeah. Like, I want to laugh. And it did I want its purpose. I want to laugh. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Um, but, uh, no, it, it did its job and it made me laugh. Like, there was only one part that I actually felt bad for one of the guys. Uh, do you want you want to hear about it? Or? Sure, sure. It, there's a scene where it's uh, uh, Aaron McGahey or Aaron McGinney, however you say his name. Danger, Danger Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, Danger Aaron. And they, they tie him to a chair and they're giving him a lie detector test with a shock collar. And every time he lies, they shock him. But in typical jackass fashion, that's just a setup to uh-huh. get him in a room tied down. Right, right, right. That's all that was. Right. And so they bring they they stop the lie detector test and they bring in little chunks of salmon and they dump it on his lap. And then they pour honey all over him. Oh no. And they oh, bring no. in a big ass black bear. <laughs> and the bear is like not he's not fucking with him, but you can see the absolute fear in this man's eyes of like Fuck yeah. Like, okay, this isn't funny, guys. And then right when he starts to complain, they just shock him. Bzzz. And he's standing there, like, <laughs> oh, no. pissing himself. And every time he's, like, "I, I oh, no. the fear in his eyes is just, like, usually the fear of, <coughs> of these uh, buffoons doing what they're about to do kind of adds to the comedic premise. Because, like, there's a point where a guy goes and kisses a snake, but he's, like, shaking. Like, his whole body is shaking. Right, you he can, can try see to the lean right. in to do the snake, but he's, like... Your natural instinct is to like move your face away from a snake. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's...
0: every every fiber in your in your brain is going like you shouldn't do this. Shouldn't, There's yeah. some like primal lizard brain part of your of your head that's going like bad idea, bad yeah. idea.
1: And so sometimes the fear adds to the comedic premise because you know it's like oh man this is terrible. But um, on that one I actually felt bad for him. I would be like I'm never doing a movie with you guys again. Like, if, but he made it out alive. He he seemed to be a good sport about it. But. The opening sequence, you know how they always spend all their money on the opening sequence?
0: Yeah, it's like the bull run or the, the yeah. exploding shopping cart or the whatever, yeah.
1: <laughs> the opening sequence is really really funny. You see everyone like playing in like this fake city or whatever. Like on like, set. Like they're, they're pretty much just, you see all the characters like in city or whatever, and then you see panic start to hit and you see a um, like a Godzilla creature come out. Okay. And uh, then everyone, you know, in their typical introduction fashions, it's like Johnny Knoxville, and he does something stupid, and right? Okay. Jumps through a window, yeah, or whatever.
0: Gets smashed by a building, yeah. Danger
1: or, yeah. Aaron, and he gets tackled by Jalen Ramsey. Shot at door. Of Florida State players. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really. Okay. And um, yeah, Super Bowl champion as well. But um, hey, man. But um, and so and then they show the monster, <laughs> and it's Chris Pontius is painted his penis green and it's, it's <laughs> sitting upright and they have little feet attached to his nutsack and they're walking it like a little Godzilla with arms. It, it made me, I'm like, it was so stupid. It's so
0: stupid. <laughs> that's great. And it's, it's,
1: it's it's like I said, it's one of those movies, it leans into the low brow aspect of it.
0: Listen, I love stupid juvenile humor. Yeah. Dude. Like, you show me a butthole and I will just, I'll laugh. Like, yeah. just it, I can't help it. Just there's some part of me that's like, BAM! Yeah, I saw a butthole. It's great, yeah.
1: and those movies, all the homoeroticism is still in it. Like, great, you know, great. It's everything you want in a Jackass movie. All the new cast is they're they're completely serviceable. See, that was
0: going to be my question. Was was I mean, it it's hard to like hand off the reins from like such a well established and well beloved cast. Like, how do they stack up? Is it is it worth it? Is because it, for me, like if it was me, I would be willing to do anything they'd be like listen we're gonna cut off your penis (laughs) we're gonna reattach it immediately but for the movie right can we cut and like i'm not saying i'd do it but i would have a hard decision with myself
1: they um i'll say this they they're with the the main cast the the original cast pretty much for everything that they do okay and so for a, a lot of it like all the a lot of the new stuff um you don't really see like Chris Pontius doesn't do like a lot of stunts anymore. He just does stuff with his wiener, like his stuff <laughs> with his wiener. And um, like Johnny Knoxville still does stunts, but you can tell he's the mastermind of all the pranks. Like him and obviously Jeff Tremaine, who's right. a big proponent of it. Like they kind of just are the ones that set everybody up. But um, he still earns his paycheck though. He he fights a bull again, and at fifty some odd years old, he takes it like a champ. And everyone on this up the side of the thing at the the bull arena. Is like clapping for him. They're like, man, that's why he's the captain. That's why he's the captain. Like, yeah. he gets manhandled, by this role. <laughs> and it's at fifty years old. It's not the same anymore. But um, everyone still, if you like the personalities, like it all shines through the new cast. They don't. I wouldn't. It's it's the same old stuff, just a couple different faces. And like I said, all the the remaining cast is there as well. Sure, sure. So it's like you still get all the minus Ryan Dunn. Yeah, they, they have a tribute to him at the. Oh, end. that's good. And Bam Margera is in it for a blink-and-you-miss-it moment, which that's an unfortunate circumstance. You know, I think everybody in the world just wants him to be healthy again. And
0: I mean, I, I'm not going to get into the whole yeah, history, yeah. but, like, do your research. Bam Margera is not in a good space right now, like, and yeah. he could really use your support. You, yeah. know.
1: you know, as somebody that struggles, I think everybody knows somebody that struggles with addiction and mental health and stuff. Well, like
0: I that. mean, I was always a fan of the CKY stuff. CKY and, was my jam, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just sad to see him, like... Go out so far to the edge, and yeah, it's just it—it's hard. It's hard. Yeah,
1: but he's in it in a blink and you miss it moment. But um, again, we just want—I think everybody just wants him to be healthy again. But yeah, it is what it is. Too much. Enough on that. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really funny movie. If you just want to laugh, just that dumb shit. It's right. It's exactly what you think it is. And I know they'll do a four point five because they—they they shoot more than they use. Oh yeah, always, like always, the, always. But, like once
0: they release release it on digital format or or streaming format or something yeah. like there's gonna be, they're they're gonna find a way to work that in. Yeah, they do because
1: like, there's Jackass one, Jackass one point five, Jackass two, Jackass two point five, Dirty 30, Grandpa, Jackass three point five, and there probably will be a four point five. Yeah, but but it was it was really funny. It made me laugh. I saw it with my girlfriend, and she just laughed. Shout out to Angie. Yeah, shout out to Angie. I love you, sweetheart. But um. She was just like, this is the difference between men and women. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is. It really is. It really is. But,
0: uh, what, in terms of like dudes can just sit there and watch like, oh, you got hit in the nuts. It's funny.
1: Or, no, she was more referring to the fact that like women wouldn't sign themselves up to do this. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. I'm going to have you jump on my testicles with a pogo stick <laughs> while I'm wearing a cup. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, like... I'm gonna put on a spike bra and you're gonna punch me in the boob with it. Like, no. Like, most I'm not saying those women don't exist, but she was she made a yeah, joke. But
0: typically they go into porn, so thank yeah, God. <laughs> yeah.
1: we, all, we all got our ways out. So. but yeah, jackass four. So I, I saw it. I appreciated it. Um, this is pretty much just gonna be a literal episode of what you've been watching. What you've been watching? That's yeah. It, okay? we're gonna live up to our title today. So I'm gonna hit you with it. What you what you've been watching, good sir?
0: Oh, man. Saw, uh, had a shitty movie night with, uh, friends and family and we watched Anaconda and Stargate back to back. Nice. Which I had, I had seen Anaconda more recently and it was even just as, as ridiculous as I had remembered it, but like even, even better than I, than I had. So, uh, I mean, you get John Voight. And he's doing this ridiculous like kind of south american kind of french kind yeah. of like i can't really place where and i i love a good bad accent like yeah, I, but his accent is so unplaceable and it's just all over the place and he has this thing where the whole time he does this like perma scowl thing where he's like <laughs> drawing his mouth down into the, the he's drawing his mouth down in the corners and like Oh, it looked like he's talking like this. Like he's trying to do like a bad scarface or like, or yeah, I like, that. I don't know. Like, but the entire movie, he's got this look on his face and then he tells you these things in this weird, unpermissible accent. I can't tell where it's from, but it's kind of, kind of familiar, but kind of nuts. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Like, Like, go ahead and check that, bingo box. So, <laughs> so, Michael doing a voice. So, and then you get J-Lo, like, literally her hairstyle changes no less than three times the entire movie. And I notice shit like that because there's a little gay man inside of me that's just screaming He's to get out, baby. Out, yeah. <laughs> it's because I swear to God, like not just like it goes from wavy to straight, but like different hair lengths and like different like different shades and like you you got some work done like in between first scene and last scene.
1: Yeah, I saw that movie a good amount when it first came out. It'd be nice to go back and watch it with a more critical
0: where do they fuck up eye. It's but. great. I'll tell you where they fucked up. There's literally a scene where the boat is leaving and they run the film backwards. Like, they have a shot of the boat coming into this little lagoon thing and then they needed a shot of the boat leaving and I guess they fucking forgot so they just run it backwards and if you watch the waterfall in the background, the fucking water is rushing up oh, and I it's know. very fucking obvious oh, that's hilarious. if you know where to look.
1: That's hilarious. I like stuff like that.
0: And then they have Ice Cube... Listening to an Ice Cube song in the movie. Like, he's playing an Ice Cube song on his radio as they're on the boat. And I'm like, so wait, in this world, like, does everybody, like, wherever this character goes, are people like, hey, you know who you look like? I mean, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Like, is he ordering a pizza and people are like, you know, you sound just like Ice Cube? And like, or is this a world where like Ice Cube looks different? I don't know. it's It, it raises all these different like philosophical questions that I just can't answer.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, probably it was in his contract of like, I get to be on the soundtrack and you're going to play that soundtrack song in the movie for promotion. So probably. But still, probably. like, it probably.
0: still raises the question of like. How meta are we getting here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I, it's weird, though, man. I, I have a lot of respect for Ice Cube. I really do. I think just... He's just an OG, man. I, I like when people, like, start to live their best lives, and he's been doing that for a while, but I know, like, about, I don't know, six years ago, he actually got the Goodyear blimp, and it said today was a good day. Oh, really? And then, yeah, and it was, like... Where was Ice, this? It was, it was in uh, South Central, I think, and it was... I- it was ice cube. Day Did the Lakers day.
0: beat the Supersonics? Yeah, probably.
1: Uh, I think the Supersonics <laughs> were the, the Oklahoma City Thunder by then.
0: But. Okay, it still counts. Yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, yeah, I just I like when people live their best lives like that. And he just seems to be he's just a cool dude. He's got a son in the game now. It's like like I check in on Big Boy from Outkast sometimes. And like his son played, was playing football at Oregon. He's just going out there, hanging out, watching football, cool. like, living his best life. He got to go hang out with the Tampa Bay Lightning when they le- won the Stanley Cup. Like, Fuck yeah, dude. But yeah. No, I have a lot of respect for Ice Cube, the fact that he's he just did it his own way, and, like, he'll take whatever movies to get himself a name. You know, like, Boys in the Hood's really good movie. Wrote Friday. I, mean, I love the Friday trilogy. So. Anaconda, shout out to Pinky. Pinky. Yeah, that's my dude. No, Anaconda, I remember it as a kid, and, like, they treat them sometimes like the snake is venomous? Like, if it bites you, like, swell up, and, like, other times, it's
0: like... No, not not really swell up, but they do treat it like... Sometimes it's sort of a passive hunter, and sometimes it's this, like, Michael Myers-esque, like, killing force. And you're yeah. just like, alright, like, what the fuck, really?
1: Yeah. And, like, I don't know if a snake... Like, the way they eat, it would take forever for them to, to kill and eat the thing, and then it'd probably just go away for... Right. Weeks right. Oh, now. no. Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. This one a taste for human blood, and it was just like, <laughs> your next, your next, your
0: next. Like, I mean, it's, it's literally just a Jaws ripoff. The yeah. entire thing is just, oh, my God, we can't go in the water because there's a snake. But when you really break down the entire, like it doesn't, it doesn't work as a Jaws parody. It, yeah. it, it it just doesn't.
1: And it like comes out of the waterfall and grabs somebody and like coils them upwards and it's in a-
0: like a split second. And then sometimes it's this like slow moving, you know, behemoth. Yeah. And you're like, all right. So what are, what is this snake's powers? Like what what can it do? Because sometimes it's motherfucking flash. Sometimes it's motherfucking juggernaut. Right. And you can't. Those are two. Bio, diametrically opposites. Yeah. You can't do the thing. Yeah, I watched
1: that movie a good amount as a kid. It's like I said, you don't realize things are trash when you're a kid because you just get to see a movie. It's all good.
0: It was in color. There was there was a good soundtrack. What
1: was Quick question. What was the first movie you remember watching? Because like when you're a kid and you go to the theaters, it's an event. I remember distinctly.
0: What was yours? Street Fighter. That was mine. Street that Fighter. That was mine, yeah. I walked at it for the first time. I was like, that movie wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was addicted. We're big Street Fighter 2 fans in this house. Believe that. <laughs> like literally walked out of which was weird because I had seen Mortal Kombat and got a hint of it, but I was like, but that movie was still pretty cool though.
1: Dude, that's a good segue actually cuz I think the next movie you want to talk about that you saw was Stargate. I did. Yeah. Before you get into that, I will say this speaking of Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter was the first one I remember was bad. <clears throat> there was a summer that I, I think I, by the time all three of those, these movies came out on VHS, mm-hmm. they were in constant rotation. And it was Mortal Kombat uh-huh. and Stargate were just such on a heavy rotation. <laughs> I've seen both of those movies at least two dozen times. We were talking about the third one last night. It'll come back to me in a minute. But, yeah, I've seen Stargate a bunch of times. And I saw it about a year ago with Angie because we made a bad movie list. So like Weekend at Bernie's isn't on there. Weekend at oh, Bernie's 2 is on. There. It is on Hell there, yeah. Which is the funniest premise ever that they're like, we're going to do the same thing <laughs> again. <laughs> like,
0: but this time it's voodoo and he dances. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that that movie exists is
1: it's like the McRib sandwich. It's a boneless pork rib sandwich. <laughs> Say those words and try not to smile. I boneless. want that I want that as a t shirt. Weekend at Bernie's 2 is the McRib sandwich. <laughs> it's a boneless pork rib sandwich
0: sandwich in an oblong (laughs) shape it cracks me up every time and it just so conveniently fits the bun like just no overhang that shit is not of nature
1: (laughs) they have a McRib (laughs) Finder app (laughs) so I'm about to crack myself up he was like, I I was looking at it. There was one that was like, they're in Norway right now. And I'm like,
0: who is taking
1: these flights?
0: Wait. <laughs> who is? Wait. So some Norwegians are like, yeah, McRib, yeah. We yeah. go to get McRibs. And then
1: they, they ping it and it's on the McRib finder app. So you can find them all across the world 365 days a year. If You got the app. you just got to spring for the plane ticket. I can't wait till they bring back the Shamrock shakes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, then we can have the Black Irish. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Stargate was in heavy rotation.
0: <laughs> yeah, Stargate. Great. Stargate Mortal Kombat. I saw the movie <laughs> dozens of times as a child. So, what I'll say about Stargate is it's actually better than I remember, but strictly for the costumes and the sets. Yeah. Like, the plot is absolute shit. It makes no sense. Like, I like the they, premise. They very clearly spent all their money on the, on the Stargate, like, space warp scene and getting James Spader and Kurt Russell attached. That's where all their fucking money went because there is literally nine sets and they make real fucking heavy use out of them. But within those sets, they look pretty good and like once like once you get into the whole Egyptian alien world aspect of it, the costuming is really phenomenal, like really, really innovative and unique. And it has this, this it's it's ed- faux pseudo-Egyptian, but with this like alien aesthetic to it. And it's really interesting to see.
1: I thought, I love the premise of that movie. Again, when I saw it about a year ago, mm-hmm. I was like, it was better because I thought like, oh, this is going to be bad. And I thought I was going to ruin my childhood. But I did too. It surprisingly stood up.
0: I thought it was going to be horrible. I thought it was going to be like a joke. And I was like, you know what? This movie is really capable. Like, it it, it never goes, it never pushes the needle into like being an awesome movie. But it's like a serviceable C plus, B minus. You know what I mean? Like, it it does exactly what you want it to do.
1: Yeah, I loved the premise and the costumes. Like, I was such a mark, like, when I was a child. Because it was like, if you had a cool costume, I was on board. Same Mm -hmm. reason I like Boba Fett. That's why I like... Ninjas and stuff like that. Like, if you make them look cool, I'm on board. Right. I remember watching that movie and just being like, "With the Anubis And I was like learning what Anubis was and who Ra was and all these Egyptian right. gods." I was like, "It's so cool, though!" And like we would play Stargate on the trampoline. Like <laughs> our imaginations were I forgot vivid. Forgot
0: about that. Yeah. Stargate was. Oh red, my man. god! I forgot about that. Stargate was. Holy red. shit! That's right. But yeah. Oh man, that's a trip. I. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot that. We used to like jump around and, like, I'm a Noobus and I'm a Horus and I'm. Yeah. 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 That, but yeah those movies were. Putting energy action. blasts on each other and yeah, knocking yeah. each other down. Yeah.
1: And I love with the Aqua Teens, when they make fun of it, too. They're like, we use the Fargate with the two <laughs> the two aliens. The Fargate. Like, you mean from that one movie? No, it is different to non-actionable. That's right.
0: <laughs> Intellectually distinct. Yeah, distinct. Non-actionable. Yeah. No, Stargate was my jam, though, man. It's great. It's great. And then, I mean, like I said, you get Kurt Russell being a badass for, you know, I think it tops out at, I think it's just about two hours.
1: Probably. Probably between 90 minutes, two hours at least. But.
0: I, I think it really, I, I think it is. I think it, it, it literally, it, it may be like two hours and one minute. The,
1: the 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 guy at the end, I forget his name, but like when he had the weird voices, that was the only part as a kid that like when I watched Oh,
0: it, the, the the main uh, bad
1: guy. Raw, basically. He was raw, like, yeah, it was like yeah. a kid, but he had like these weird voices and stuff. I was like.
0: He had this weird like distorted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I watched it. Like I said, when I watched it about a year ago, I was like, I don't remember this being that bad, that voiceover effect. Like, <laughs> it's it pretty, it's bad. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Like I watch most things with subtitles just because that's just what I do. But yeah, I was like, man, if I didn't have these on, I would have no idea what this dude was talking about. Yeah. And like his whole motivation at the end is just like, I'm coming to your world. It's like, all right. Like, For no reason. Yeah yeah, like, yeah. 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 Please do. We will wipe you off the earth quick. God. <laughs> F twenty two
0: fighters. And like, <laughs> Please, dude, bring your stupid pyramid yeah. shit. We got that shit. It was like
1: you have an army of like four hundred people. It's about, <laughs> it. it's about it. Anyways, yeah, I'm glad you watched. That. We got a
0: coalition of I'm the willing. Forty nations ready. Forty to roll. nations ready to roll, son.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you watched Stargate. That, that movie was important to me as a kid. But those movies, like I said, there was a summer. God, what was the third one we were talking about the other day? It was Mortal Kombat, Stargate. and. Debbie Does Dallas? No, it wasn't oh, that. okay. Either way, whatever it was. <laughs> there was three movies that were just watched constantly. You know what it was? And this is what we're going to segue into. The Power Rangers, the live action movie back in the day.
0: Airman, oh Everybody watched the Power Wait Rangers Wait a minute. Movie. Okay, so I watched the 2016 updated Power Rangers movie, and we got to talk about that because I had a fucking great time. I love that movie. So, so we'll put a pin in it. But. We'll be right back from a word after a word from our sponsors. Ah, the French champagne, known for its quality and excellence. Now there's a new champagne from California vineyards, Paul Masson. <laughs> Thank you for our sponsors, Paul Masson. And Worthing Wells <laughs> returning for the grave for that.
1: Anyways, we were talking about the Power Rangers.
0: Power Rangers movie. Oh my God. This movie was great.
1: I mean, when you, you initially texted me, because uh, we normally play D&D on Sunday and I was in Maryland, and you're like, oh, we had shitty movie night and we watched the 2000, the, the the most recent Power Rangers movie.
0: I think it's 2015, 2016. 16, something like that. Okay, okay whatever, yeah, yeah. The most
1: recent one. But you're like, yeah, we watched the shitty movie night. And my first response goes... The new Power Rangers is not a shitty movie. It's, it is not a shitty movie.
0: So to be clear, when I say "shitty movie night," it doesn't necessarily mean that we're watching bad movies. It's that we're watching movies that we have wild expectations for, one way or the other. Right. It, it's it's we're we're either expecting it to be so bad that it's awesome, or so bad that we can't help but talk about it and rant about how bad it is. So. It doesn't necessarily mean shitty movie. It just means it's not. We're not watching like "There Will Be Blood" right, right, or like right. "The Big Lebowski." Or no, I know what you meant. Uh, I just had to stand up for Power Rangers in that moment, which, by the way, ended up not being a bad movie at all. At all it's I not. had a fucking blast watching that movie. Lizzie Banks is out there crushing it. That would be our underrated performance of the
1: week. Is uh, Liz Banks,
0: hundred percent in Power Ranger. She Also two. in Zack and Beery make a porno also in uh she, I mean she's the queen she's just the she's dope hire her for any movie that you're making and caster is like the quirky friend and you got it we're good like done
1: but no Power Rangers is my shit though I was Power Rangers came out in America when I was in kindergarten so I was the target audience I didn't get into like all the Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers Saber, Power Rangers mm-hmm. Time Force, the first two iterations where it was the original 5 and then they added Tommy to it and then the cast in the movie. That was about as far as I went.
0: Well, and then they I think I dropped off when they brought in Kat who was the new pink ranger. Yeah, she was in the movie.
1: She right, was right, in the right, right right movie. right right yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. That that
0: cast and Adam, and was and then the guy that uh, had the frog. Adam, right, right. Yeah. The the guy who took over as the Black Ranger. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they I they brought in a new Blue Ranger at some point.
1: Yeah, I mean they they rotated, but the first initial two runs, like Power Ranger, yeah. was my shit. We were joking the other day about how if you want to watch some captivating television, I was rushing <laughs> home when they introduced Tommy as the Green Ranger, dude. And for five episodes straight, he fucked up. All of the rangers, consistently, with a flute and a short sword.
0: <laughs>
1: and a shorter dragon mech, like a shorter dragon sword. He jumped from the ground into the megazord after it formed.
0: Threw them out one by one.
1: Pointed them out and threw them out one by one. And they did the shot. Literally. The, the, uh, the upward shot where the camera's on the ground and they jump over it. And he yeah, yeah, them yeah. Them that one, weird. Yeah, yeah, and he tossed them one by one out of the Megazord and Dude, just gave him the business for five. I got Drill Tail for
0: you, motherfuckers. I got up. finger missiles. He had all that shit. I'm playing my flute, and that's the most recognizable shit ever. Yeah, he gave him the business for five episodes. So Dude, I, Tommy Oliver, was the might be one of the greatest villains ever. He, he might I mean. Be on the list. Which, that also brought
1: us into... um, We'll we'll talk about the movie. I know we're getting sidetracked. That's what we do here at What You've Been Watching. Michael had never seen... Recently, there was a comic book run. I think it's like either IDW or Boom Studios bought the rights for Power Rangers. And they did a run that was kind of like the multiverse, kind of Secret Wars-ish. And it was like all the Power Rangers of all the grid. I think it's Mm -hmm. called Shattered Grid. uh, Yes, it is. Or Battle for the Grid. Yeah. And they do this giant war of all the, the, the one an e an e more evil version of Tommy comes through. He's the green and white ranger combined.
0: Yeah, so it's it's this weird alternate reality Tommy Oliver where he is both the green he, he's a he's amassed all the powers of every green ranger or like whatever whatever. It but it's a blend of his costume looks like a blend of the white and the green ranger yeah. at the same time. And, and so to
1: commemorate the comic book run, they also did one of those games, kind of like Injustice on the on the cell phone where you tapped a fight or mm-hmm. whatever. They, so they commemorated Shattered Grid and they did a commercial. Michael had never seen it before.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's, it's him sitting in a throne as he's about to unleash like at the very end you see him like and they don't know what's coming so
0: so, so it's it's Tommy Oliver and it's it, it, it's this weird like they nev- they don't reveal who it is until maybe midway through the shot but it's this really low angle sweeping motion they come around and, and come around to the front and this this really weird dolly shot and it's it's somebody on a throne watching. Green crystals playing out all the different versions of the Power Rangers from like episode one up until the most recent iteration. And it's this really weird, like almost like Doctor Strange multidimensional madness or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Like, but he's watching all this and just giving this monologue about how like, so much power power, right so much power over all these different timelines and all these different worlds and none of them understand what power they really truly possess and then it comes around it's tommy oliver and like all of a sudden this weird pink ranger comes in is like master they've all been a cell and he's like now i'm going to show them what it means to be a true power ranger and like he basically is just like
1: You see all these zords of all different types rise up over the horizon. It's only like a 30-second commercial. But if you were were born in the 80s or like real, real early 90s, watch this commercial. That shit will have you so hyped. Like, please make this movie tomorrow.
0: I went on a, I I shit you not, a literal 10-minute rave about like, why is this not a movie? I would pay $14 right now to go see this in theaters where Tommy Oliver is like the badass Power Ranger, like... God killer And he's just gonna take on Every Power Ranger ever Yes yeah. Do this
1: Yeah so if you haven't read I think it's based on The comic book run I don't think it's a one for one But yeah check it out Power Ranger Shattered Grid So um Yeah But uh, the Power Rangers movie though When that came out Again I was super hyped for it It was It reminded me of like Oh man cause like Speed Racer was a movie That came out That I had real low Expectations for Sure but it surpassed all of them.
0: Very much for me too. Yeah, very I, much. I, I love speed on racer. both accounts for sure. Yeah. Power and then, Rangers and Speed Racer.
1: And like when Power Rangers was announced, they're like, oh, um, "Oh, what's the guy's name in Breaking Bad? Oh my god, Brian Cranston." Yeah, Brian Cranston was going to be Zordon, and they're talking about like, I was in, I was all in. Like, and uh, uh, Liz Banks was going to be Rita Repulsa. It's great. And like, dude, that movie rules
0: though. It takes a little she while. She is the Doc Holiday of that entire movie. Yeah. There's not a single scene in that movie where she is just not having fun with it and chewing the shit out of it and just spitting it right back out. Like yeah. this broad is amazing. Gold, gold, goldar, gold. Goldar, gold. Yeah. Yeah, that movie ruled
1: though, man. It takes it took a little while for them to kind of get into their power suits or whatever, and then kinda of also get the fuel for the power suits.
0: So my my main problem with the movie, and it's not even really a problem, it's just it's it's it was a different going from, they went from a weird gear. So the first hour, hour and change of this movie is this really weird Dawson's Creek sort of like mid-90s teen drama thing where it's like, we're all supposed to be friends but we're not and we should love each other but we all have individual problems that are holding, it. it's like the Breakfast Club meets like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Over. like it's this, Yeah. And then the whole like last maybe forty five minutes is just straight up Power Rangers, and it rules. <laughs> which, which is awesome because it's just Zords and them taking on like putties and karate moves and just yeah the them doing all this yeah it's great it's great so it it there's a weird tonal shift in the movie that you really have to be prepared for. And then the second half is just amazing.
1: And like a ranger dies at one point, and then Zordon right. has to not unsacrifice himself to save the ranger. So
0: spoilers, spoilers. It's Zor- dark is what I'm trying to it, say. it is dark. Zordon is trying to assemble the Power Rangers so that they can morph, which will grant him enough power to break through the Matrix because it's he great. was... Through the grid, right, through the grid. Because he was killed in the original battle with Rita during the Cretaceous period. Which sealed her away. Which sealed her away, but also trapped him within the ship, which was buried for centuries and millennia, like millions of years, whatever. So he wants the rangers to be able to morph so that he can come back to life. And then Billy... The blue Power Ranger dies and they have to, he has to make the decision of to whether or not bring himself back or bring back Billy. He decides to bring out Billy. But it's this, from that point on, it's this whole dynamic shift. to just like, all right, we're doing a straight up Power Rangers episode. Yeah. It's just straight up.
1: And Alpha's in it. I think, wasn't Bill Hader Alpha?
0: He was. Dude, he rules. It, I did, I realized it probably about halfway through the movie and through the whole rest of the movie, I was like trying to convince myself like it has to be Bill Hader. It has yeah. to be.
1: he Alpha, for those who don't know, is kind of like their Danger Will Robinson uh, like assistant helper in the Power Rangers base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. But he's like, ah, yeah, 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 he always says. But um, yeah, no, that movie ruled though, man. Like when they do the suplex on Goldar at the end after practicing it. So- during the I can make your hands clap. <laughs>
0: That movie was Slip, cool. grip, lift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was watching that with Glenn. Shout out to Glenn. Glenn Bryce, you're my boy. Uh, too sweet. Uh, literally, we had the same reaction. We were, we were watching them as they were doing the training montage of the Rangers trying to d- do this counter maneuver where somebody tries to punch them. They dip underneath the punch and then grip them from behind and just basically German suplex yeah. them. And then they get destroyed and so he and I were like oh that's gonna be great like guarantee that's gonna show up later and then they did it later to Goldar and the way that they showed it literally the Megazord suplexes Goldar he gets on his toes like he's on his tippy toes it's a perfect bridge suplex and we both have the same reaction of like Oh my god! It's just like Chris Benoit, and we were fucking falling out laughing. Yeah, they, it was
1: hysterical. Yeah, he puts it on him. It, it is. He does arch his feet and everything, and
0: boom, he hits him with it. He hits him with the oop do wow. It's a great fucking. It, it's a like Japanese suplex yeah. or like like if you were, if you're a wrestling fan, you saw that and you were like, oh, that's Bret Hart level. That's oh, that is classic. That's Kurt Angle's.
1: Yeah, and like, just the, it just brought me back there, because it was like, it is a very much so a teen melodrama, it didn't, they didn't do it for too long in the show, only because they had 22 minutes to wrap sure. it up, but there were some up episodes, especially when they were like, um, a little bit more linear, and not like as, like an anthology, mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, we're gonna take this into the next episode, or two, three episodes, it does get a little bit melodrama like when Jason and Kimberly, the Red and Pink Ranger, Will were, They Won't They, you know, Will They Won't They stuff, and um... But that was, to me, part of the show with some of the Dawson's Creek melodrama stuff. So I'm kind of glad they did incorporate it because they would be missing part of it if they didn't do that. Because uh, it was there were some episodes that it was kind of, you know, a little bit, uh, like, I think you hit the nail on the head with part Dawson's Creek, part Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: And it, it maybe it's my fault or whatever, but it took me a minute to realize that, all of the characters had the same names as the <laughs> as the original characters. So, like, we introduce Jason right off the bat, and they say his name, and they introduce Billy, and then they introduce uh, Kimberly, or, or but they keep calling her Kim, and so I didn't recognize that it was the same character because they, ha- they kept calling her Kim. And then and then Zach. Randomly, they introduce Zach and Trini, but they never actually say their names, and like literally they're introduced because Zach is watching Trini do yoga on this like quarry rock formation. And we're just supposed to like, all of a sudden all the Rangers are at the same area in the same place. And it's like, Oh, here's two new characters that we've never seen before. And the whole time Zach, the, 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 the character keeps referring to Trini as "What's up, crazy girl? How you doing, crazy girl? Hey, crazy girl! Yeah. Oh, I'm good to see you. Glad to see you now, tr- crazy girl." And then finally, her she's like, "Oh, my name's Dina or Diana or whatever," and everybody starts calling her Dina. And then she's like, "Oh, but I go by Trini," and it's like, "Well, what the fuck?" Yeah. Like once they did that, I was like, "Oh my god." It's been Billy, Jason, Zach, oh my God, this girl's going to be named Trini. And I would never have known that because they literally don't say her name until maybe like an hour and a half into the movie.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the my friends call me MJ moment. But, <laughs> no, it's. I thought it was adorable in the fact that just like the show, like the Red Ranger wears like red articles of clothing, mm-hmm. the Black Ranger wears black articles of clothing. When they jump in the water after they get their power, they all like illuminate whatever
0: their, their power suits yeah, is. they had they have their power coins in their pocket, and there's a scene where they are finding the the ship that was buried, Zordon ship that was buried for a millennia. Yeah, and they kind of black they, out. They jump they they jump into a in a lake of water, and Jason's glowing red, and Kimberly's glowing purple, and Zach, who is an Asian, uh, he he's he's an Asian character, and he goes, "I'm black," and Billy, who is black, looks at him and goes, "Really?" He's like, meh.
1: Yeah. Now they all had their little like shtick. Like um, Billy was like on the autistic spectrum or whatever yeah. you could tell, and like they all kind of had their own like things going on. But yeah, I I loved it, man. I'm I'm glad they brought it back. I'm a Power Rangers fan. To me, it's kind of like the Ninja Turtles. I even if it's not for me, like my my original introduction to the Ninja, Ninja Turtles was a classic '90s cartoon. Right. Even if like when they did the the new ones that Michael Bay produced, I'm just glad they're around. You know, sure. so so a next generation can have. Oh, those are my turtles. Sure. Like, so long live the Power Rangers! Go go go!
0: Go go go! I so I would be remiss to talk about if I didn't talk about the Krispy Kreme product placement oh, yeah. in this. Like literally, the whole crux of the movie is Rita Repulsa is trying to find this super crystal thing that was buried <clears throat> since the dinosaur era. And it just so happens to be buried underneath a Krispy Kreme. And I shit you not, they say Krispy Kreme about mm, 508 times in the movie. <laughs> it's at least two dozen. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. There's literally a shot where Liz Banks is, she's made her way, spoilers, she makes her way to the Krispy Kreme to go dig up the crystal that's buried underneath. And they literally have a shot of her in silhouette eating a donut like just breaking off a piece and just mmm delicious Krispy Kreme and all I can picture is Liz banks fucking like Hollywood manager being like Lizzie let me tell you right now (laughs) they're gonna pay you 3 million for the role but you gotta eat the Krispy Kreme donut donut. (laughs) and (laughs) she's just like you know what for 3 million I'll take one bite of Krispy Kreme yeah Dude, yeah, they, they definitely
1: it's a they definitely paid for part of that movie. <laughs> they definitely paid for a vast majority of that movie.
0: I mean, it's the product placement. It, it's it's it is laughable. It's like like a commercial. exactly how many times they mention it? Very specifically, not like oh the donut shop or whatever. It's like we have to go to the Krispy Kreme. What do you mean Krispy Kreme? You mean the Krispy Kreme on the corner of Crenshaw and Fifth? Like yeah, yes, that, that Krispy Kreme.
1: Krispy yeah, no, it's it's blatant. It's blatant. But yeah, long live the Power Rangers, man. Like I said, I, I appreciated the old school movie with, with Ivan Ooze. And I'm, I'm glad they're back, man. I hope there's another one. So,
0: And to their credit, they hit all the nostalgia points of there's the, the first time them, they morph. There's the first time that they joined the Zords and they formed like, we formed like a super awesome Zord or a, I don't know, like a, a super Zord or, no, that's a dumb name. Megazord. Megazord. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They did
1: not do the the uh, the straight-on camera shot of mastodon, pterodactyl,
0: tyrannosaurus. Yeah, they didn't do that, which I thought they missed.
1: To the tiger. But
0: they do make up at the very, very end. The stinger is they introduce the concept of Tommy Oliver transferring. Like they do this weird like Ferris Bueller thing of like it's it's detention and they're calling out all the Power Rangers names, you know, uh, Jason whatever yeah. and Kimberly whatever. Tommy Oliver. Tommy. Tommy Oliver. Tommy and then they just focus in on like a green and white jacket draped across the back of a chair and it just says Oliver on the back yep. and they're like smash cuts. Yeah, dude. I hope they I hope they bring it back. I if they're going to do a, re- a reboot of that and make a sequel, I really hope that they keep it in that same world, because that was well worthwhile. It was, it's a really enjoyable movie. Like, it's phenomenal. And like I said, Lizzie Banks crushes yeah. it. She, she is the Val Kilmer of that whole movie. Absolutely. She is the Doc Holiday. Just watch her, and you'll have a great time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, so Power, man. Rangers.
1: Power Rangers. Thumbs up by both of us. So what else have we been watching? Um... Uh, I took some flights recently, and I sat down and. And
0: boy, are your arms tired! I know,
1: right? What about the airline food? Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, man, those people work really hard. <laughs> uh, no, I watched um, on the way up to uh, to Maryland. I uh, well, on the flight, I watched uh, a stand-up special, Theo Vaughn, Regular People. Right on. I, I'm a fan of his I mean I, I watched him on Road Rules or Real World whatever it was back in the day I think he was Road Rules I think he was Road Rules yeah yeah. but I, either way it's it kind of falls in the same category but uh, he's come a long way man he's some people aren't a fan but he's funny because he stutters a lot he's like and um which I do too so hey he's maybe my kindred spirit <laughs> but he'll just say ridiculous stuff he'll be like and um um that one kid he had a helmet so let me tell you I do just go on tangent <laughs> And he says things that only he knows what he's talking about. He'd be like, "Man, that's some of that, some of that, um, that Alabama birth control," and it's crossing state lines. Like, it's interesting to see the way his mind works. But I did watch that, so that was I enjoyed it. Theo Von, regular people, he's a funny dude. Um, I did also watch while I was in Maryland. I sat down and watched two James Bond films after talking nice. about the opening, uh, the cold opens. Uh, I watched Casino Royale, which is a great movie. That's it's a, a great James Bond movie. Great double. It, it
0: really movie. slows down in the end, especially if you're not a poker fan. Like it's it's very technical in its in its movement of you got to understand poker and you got to understand the, the the subtle gravitas of of what is playing out before you. But other than that phenomenal movie, especially like the James Bond torture scene where Mads Mikkelsen is just hitting him in the balls with a a monkey fist rope. That's great. It actually took me a
1: minute the first time I saw that when he cut the bottom of the chair out. I was like, all right, where is this going? And then I saw him hit him, and I was like, oh, he's just... And then it dawned on me. It
0: it took me longer than it should have. I was like, oh, oh, I see what's happening here. I see what's happening here. Which, it's weird for me because... I recognized immediately what that was because in the Coast Guard we have these, they're, they're basically lead lines and you, you would take this balled up piece of rope and attach it to your, your, your mooring lines. So you would have this real skinny piece of, piece of line attached to this big mooring line and it was literally to toss to the shore, to the, shore, to the docks, so that you could then lead your, your, your thick mooring lines out. But you got to understand, that monkey fist at the end is a solid, solid. I mean, and a, a real dense pound, pound and a half, maybe, of really dense, knotted
1: up mess. Yeah, I worked at a marina, so I, I didn't see any that big, but I, even just like the, the smaller ribs that we had when they were like that, it was like, woo. Yeah. But, um, no, it took me a minute to figure out what he was doing, but he tells him at one point, he's like, no, 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 When you think he's going to break, he's like, to the right, to the right. I have an itch the, to the right. right. Right, right. And he's like, the whole world's gonna know that you died scratching my <laughs> no. balls. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's so badass. Yeah, us in that. yeah. It's that's a really that's one of the top tier. I think, I think they hit their pinnacle of the. I haven't seen the the most recent one. Um, time to die, whatever. No time to die or whatever it is. The most recent Daniel Craig one, his final one. Oh, uh, no time to die. I think it's called. But they're all kind of run together. Whatever. But whatever. But I think they hit their pinnacle with Skyfall. But, yes, but yes. casino royale was is a wonderful introduction. And after watching we were talking about cold opens last week, and I sat down and watched it, and I was like, all right, we'll screw it. So after that, like a day later, Quantum of Solace showed up on the uh, the watch list, which is not as good, which is not as good.
0: It's a little bit more contrived. it's a, you got to pay more attention. There's more intricate movements, there's more it, it, it's it's way more subtle. Than the, the the previous one, it's there's yeah, and there's a lot of
1: they almost overly globe trot, which I know that's yeah. kind of like a staple for a James sure. Bond movie to go to exotic sure. locales and this and that in the third, but and it's I think one of the first ones to be a direct sequel. I think yes. all of his are are canon at this like or um like come what a chronological all of his from, yeah from a. Uh, Casino Royale, because he's talking about the death of Esper and stuff. Like mm-hmm, it, it mm-hmm. opens with him getting revenge on the guy that set him all up, and then he ends up killing his her boyfriend who she set him up in Casino
0: Royale within the end. I mean they they've they've kind of always had a loose connection. Like I remember the uh, Pierce Brosnan ones were very loosely connected. These are a lot the, more direct. The the Sean Connery ones, kind of the later ones, like once he took over from George Lazenby. They had a connection of, like, oh, I was married at one point, but it didn't work out. Like it's, it, and it's literally, like, in one scene, and then they never address it again.
1: Or they just do enough to, to whitewash whatever the ending of the last movie was. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, no, those ones are, are interesting. Like I said, they're you can tell that these ones are all connected, because it opens up with the opening scene of, like I said, him exacting revenge on Vesper's, whoever was pulling the strings there, and then sure. at the end of that movie, he kills... Uh, her boyfriend, who set James up or whatever, but um, those are good movies, man. He, yeah. So Quantum of I enjoyed it. Some of the action sequences are are really well shot, and it was Mark Forrester did that one, I think. And um, the fight coordinator? Uh, no, he directed. Him? Why do I know this guy? He directed uh, <laughs> Finding Neverland and some other stuff. But, really? Yeah. I, that's I know a, weird that's stuff. an eclectic mix.
0: <laughs> that's 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 really. I crazy. could be wrong, yeah. but. I'm...
1: My memory is is tinging on this one, so usually that's a pretty good sign. Sure, yeah, yeah. I refuse to Google it because we just do wild speculation. <laughs>
0: if
1: you haven't figured that out by now, wild speculation. Again, the the motto is I'm about 85 percent sure on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those were interesting. It was it was cool to go back and watch those. I think I'm gonna finish watching those so so I can catch up to the new movie just sure. cause. And then you have the twenty two movie collection over there, looking at me on the DVD rack. And I might go back and get him a little James Bond kick, maybe once yeah. a month. Just go back and watch one of them. So. It's
0: worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. I mean,
1: it's gonna be weird to see Daniel Craig go, but he he did his thing, man. I get it. So now who... Skyfall. Skyfall was a shit though, man. Skyfall is one of the best
0: James Bond. Now movies a lot of, of that time. just had to do with Javier Bardem being a badass motherfucker in that.
1: I mean, the, it's one of those things where so often in 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 movies like James Bond, the villain makes it. Yes, and Mads Mikkelsen did a decent enough job. Like he had his little his niche thing where he cried blood. blood, Like he's got the the James Bond like okay we need a box to check here, and then Quantum of Solace didn't really have that, and then like Skyfall that's a really good James Bond movie. It's a really good James Bond movie.
0: It, It is. It is. It it definitely plays on to the political intrigue in terms of there's spies within spies within secret organizations that are double crossings and like it it, it definitely f- foregoes a lot more of the globe trotting aspect for the political intrigue revenge aspect of it
1: and it's more personal to James and you start I didn't realize this because I didn't know where they were going with it but even in in Casino Royale and Quantum Masala's, they really start to set up Spectre. They don't, say, yeah, They don't sure, say it by name, yeah. but you're like, oh, there's an organization that's doing this. Right. Who is this? We don't know anything about them, and that's like, in James and Quantum Masala's, uh, Judy Dench, the Dame Judy Dench. Uh, Every time he gets a lead, he ends up killing the guy. So she mm-hmm. just gets further and further frustrated. She's like, can you keep this one alive, please, Bond? <laughs> and he doesn't. Here's a spoiler. He does not. He kills all them dudes. That's right. Which is really fun to watch because he just doesn't give a shit. He's kind of on a warpath. And she grounds him, of course, because that's, you know. But yeah, so I think I'm going to take a little time and get my James Bond back on because those were pretty important to me. Good idea. When we used to, it was an ongoing thing. Like, my my father would always take us to movie gallery and we would always rent a James Bond movie and a Godzilla movie right and so I've seen all they all run together like don't ask me <laughs> right there's a, right. a couple
0: movies that stand out as I remember like usually when they introduce a new Bond but like... I remember bits and I remember certain sequences but unless there's a very definite like I can remember that that was Pierce Brosnan or uh, uh, Roger Moore or whatever like I, c- I couldn't tell you the plot of each movie, but I could tell you specific scenes that happen right, within like, that movie.
1: Everyone knows in Goldfinger, like, do you expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond, I expect, I expect you, you to, to die. die. Like, yeah. it's that's classic Bond. Right. Like, that's classic Bond villain. You know, like, and then they kind of jump the shark again. Like Moonrakers, way off the rails. Like, that's a great.
0: Movie. It's a great one. With James Bond in space. They, Fighting with lasers, it's, yeah, and then fucking Jaws meets some like homely chick, and she's and like they're about to blow up the satellite. and He's like, "Well, here's to us," and he just cheers her and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's great.
1: So yeah, we'll get back on our James Bond kick. Yeah, I watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Um, while I was up there, on I'll get into this. I went back because I was trying to find something to watch, and the Adams Family, the original one, the Barry Sonnenfield film, who also directed Men so in Black, So great. Uh, with Christina Ricci, Angel- Angelica Houston, the late Raul Julia. Right. And whoever played Pugsley does not get enough credit. I don't know his name, but he did a great job as Pugsley. And Christopher Lloyd <laughs> is the plot is like he's the better. one character, yeah. the one
0: actor we care I can't, name it. I'm sorry. He
1: did a great job. I'm not making fun of you, whoever you are.
0: Listen, you did a good
1: job. More power to you. I really hope you got more work. But yeah, and like, Christopher Lloyd is Fester, but he's not Fester, and then in the second movie, he just is Fester. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, like, whatever. Who cares? But yeah, that movie rules, man. Like, I, I love The Adams Family, and that's one of the few movies, like, where you could arguably say that the sequel's better than the first. Maybe, maybe not. I've heard some debate on that, but sure. if, you, if somebody were to say that, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Sure, sure. But yeah. Barry Sonnenfield knocked it out of the Because then they bring in, uh,
0: movies. what's her name, uh... God. Not Joan Crawford. Uh, I know. Yeah, she's been in everything, but Joan. She was I, marrying Fester in the in uh, a Family Values. She, her brother is the Joan famous Cusack. Cusack thank yeah, you. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, yeah. I was Joan. Yeah. It's not Joan Crawford. It's yeah. not Joan Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> no more wire hangers. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but. Um... I was I used to when I spent the night at my grandmother's house back in the day they had Nick at Night playing and they would play yes. everything from I Dream of Genie and every time the Adams Family came on I would stay up and watch it so I'm not like a excuse me a diehard Adams Family guy but I definitely appreciate it sure I definitely have an appreciation yeah. I thought the monsters were a bunch of bums compared to me. <laughs> that was my Coke vs. Pepsi <laughs> moments like a bunch of bums comparatively.
0: This is your WWF versus WCW.
1: Yep. 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 That was it for me. So, so I went back and watched that. And because I consider myself a fan, I remember previously on a different flight back up to Maryland to visit my lovely girlfriend, Angie. Um, I watched the, the Adams family cartoon, the one that came out a few years ago. Sure. So I watched that on a plane and I'm flying back this time. The sequel to that cartoon was on, and I was like, All right, it's 90 minutes. By the time we you know, like taxi and land, it'll be just about that. And it was perfect timing, but boy, that sequel of this cartoon Addams Family, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> and, really? Yeah, the cast, and the cast is awesome. Um, let's see. Um, God, what's Moon? What's Oscar Isaac plays Gomez. Okay. Uh, Charlize Theron is Morticia.
0: Okay, okay. Um,
1: Chloe Grace Moritz is uh, Wednesday. Wolf Finhart was Pugsley in the first one, but he's not in the second one. And Nick Kroll is Fester. So, like, they have a great cast. Nick Kroll?
0: I, I love Nick Kroll. He's yeah, great. he's awesome.
1: Um, so, they have a good cast, but this second one, man, it...
0: Was not. Didn't did, hit the 50, same?
1: It's, it really is just a, a series of vignettes, like... They're reasoning for do things. It's like something happens and they're like, Oh, we're going on a road trip. It's like I guess he wants to bond with Wednesday, so that's the decision. Okay. And then so pretty much it's just like all of a sudden there's somebody following cause Wednesday might not be his daughter. And then it's like it, it just, just it's just like a series of loose things connected when they stop in a city. They're like, so, Oh, we're gonna go to Miami, and then they do Miami hijinks, and we're gonna go to the Grand Canyon, and we do Grand Canyon Hijinks, and it's like So
0: it sounds like it was a collection of like b-sides or b-bits that they had originally written for the first movie that didn't make it and then once the first movie made so much money they were like well fuck how do we do this like can you can you turn around another one in a year and they're like they did yeah we got all these extra shit we can use like we just been sitting on it yeah why not yeah there was
1: they they i could because i remember how quickly it came out it was like one october to the next or mm -hmm, something mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. quick like that or i was like man okay another adam's family but again i'm a fan it was something to the person like next to me was like an older person, like an older woman. And she looked at me like, why is this dude watching cartoons? That's like, <laughs> what I do. That's what I do. But it was, I mean, it was serviceable, whatever. But like... Listen, I'm just here to meet chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope they do another live action um, Adam's Family, though, man. I hope they bring that back. because Isn't Rob Zombie doing a version of the Monsters?
0: He is. He is. Which yeah. I'll watch that. Yes. So, side note, I don't know if you've just... Point of order. If you've ever watched the original Adams Family with Angelica Houston, they do a thing with Morticia where she's always lit only like in in a very thin strip on her eyes. She's always like, and there's scenes where she walks the entire length of a room, and the camera or 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 the lighting is strict, like every every part of her is in silhouette or in dark except for the band on her eyes, and it's this really great, really Poignant, like how do they do that kind of moment in in cinematography? And it's really worth checking out. I know so. some
1: of it's makeup, some of it, but yeah, they they do a really good job. Like Barry Field again, he he has these like movies that's like man, he knocked that out of the park. Like Men in Black. Yeah, I know yeah. I know two people that is their favorite, like one of their favorite movies. Which oh, I'm
0: sure way more than that. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I just know yeah, two yeah. personally.
1: Like yo, I love Men in Black. Yeah,
0: like, that's that's a really it, it's a fun movie for yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's I, again. That was a movie that came out. I think I was in like middle school, and I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, oh my god, it's my favorite. But, but again, it it, it follows. It's, it's wholly entertaining, though.
0: Yeah, it, it follows the the, the classic uh, comedy man, straight man dynamic yeah. of it, it's Laurel and Hardy or or uh, uh, Abbott and Costello in terms of you know, there's there's. K, uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who's, who's playing the, the, the straight man. And then you get the wild antics of, of Will Smith. Smith. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very classic comedy for sure. Yeah.
1: So he's, he's got some movies that you're just kind of like, kind of almost, it's like a diet Tim Burton esque kind of feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Like he's got his flavors though. Like Tim Burton light. Yeah. So he's, yeah. So I went back and watched those and yeah, man, that those, those are good movies. So, Adams Family, I used to watch you all the time at my grandmother's house. Sometimes I'll still pop it on on IMDb TV or whatever it is, and give me some Adams Family on, man. Yeah, like Lurch has always cracks me up on the show. Like you, right? Like it's a bit that works every time. <laughs> the whole house is wacky. Like the bare skin rug comes to life, and like it, it's. I love the
0: Adams Family. So. so, I saw an internet meme the other day, and it was it was basically a picture. It, it was when you're. When your childhood crush, and it's Wednesday Adams during the whole Pilgrim scene of, like, we cannot break bread with you, Mm -hmm. we will sell our beads on the side of the road. When your childhood crush becomes your, like the bottom picture was, becomes your adult crush, and it's her from uh, Black Snake Moan, like, with the crop top and the chain and stuff, and it's like... (laughs) Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. No, she's
1: she's so talented. She's so cool Shout
0: boy. out Christina Ricci. Yeah, you're awesome. You're
1: amazing. You're awesome. Now, there's a scene I forgot in the movie. Also in the Speed Racer movie. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. Um,
0: Matter of fact, unprecedented. Un...
1: Are we doing an unprecedented, a double underrated performance Listen, of
0: the week? Christina Ricci and everything she's done has been goddamn amazing. In Mermaids, Sleepy Hollow... She's in the new yellow jacket show. Apparently she's really good in that. I have not seen it. It's out. got really good reviews. It apparently just like it's it, it looks like it's Lord of the Flies, but with chicks, which I am all about. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, no, she
1: well, you're in good company this week because you you and Liz Banks are on the way to it. so. <laughs> Precedented to unprecedented times we're touching here. But no, they do a funny scene in the first Adams family where they do the play and um and Uncle Fester the the Fake Uncle Fester runs down and coaches him up about the sword fighting. Right. They go on stage and she cuts off Pugly's arm and it's just spraying blood. And he stabs her in the neck and she's spraying blood from the neck all over the audience. All over like themselves. All over everything. And it ends and they both die. And then the Adams family stands up and they're like, bravissimo,
0: bravissimo. Everybody else is horrified. like horrified. Yeah, it's a
1: great scene. It's a really funny scene. And every time she every it gets me every time because I love the relationship that uh, Gomez and Morticia have. dude,
0: that's all I want. Yeah, oh Gomez. Speak French to me. Gomez. Last night you were unhinged, a wild animal howling at the moon. It frightened me. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. (laughs) I love the relationship. It's like. That's all I want. God, a meal when you speak
1: French. Mm-hmm. You spoke French. Oh, Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, that's enough. That I, I would
0: talk. I would kill for her. I would die for her. Either way, what bliss. Either way, what bliss, yeah. <laughs> I love the relationship. It's true love, man. True love. <laughs> that's real shit. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um,
1: enough Adam's family, because I can talk Adam's family. I love this movie. Um What else just, ra- oh, Peacemaker wrapped up.
0: Yeah, I saw the most, I, I finished that one out. I gotta say, man, it's really worth it, especially if you're a James Gunn fan. It is very, 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 very James Gunn.
1: I haven't seen... I've seen episodes one through seven. I haven't seen eight yet, but my personal opinion, I haven't seen everything he's ever done. I think Super is a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, with uh, Rain Wilson. Yeah, I think Super... But I honestly think this might be his best work. Slither
0: is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think this might be his best work, though, man. Mmm. Maybe. Maybe. I I think the TV format works for him well because a lot of times there's things that I wish he would flesh out in a two hour movie. And, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, is great character wise, but, like, the villain's really lacking. Like, there's flaws in each of the two. I mean, and I get it. He, they're, they're home runs. I'm not taking anything away from them. Sure. They're all home runs, but,
0: like, he really I, got in the groove on the TV. I would actually things. argue that of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think number two is the better movie and, and definitely way more in the James Gunn style because I think in the first movie, he was very restricted in terms of trying to set up an origin story and like trying to set up connective tissue between why are we bringing all of these different diaspora characters together? Whereas with the second one, he doesn't have to worry about that. It, Mm. they're, they're already brought together so we can just go into a James Gunn story of, wild, interplanetary, galactic, you know, exploits.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. The only thing I would say about the second one, and this is going to sound like a knock, even though it's it's not, is it's just kind of more of the same. But the issue is, with any sequel, is, like, the cat's out of the bag. Like, it's sure. hard to bottle that lightning that made the first one, like, oh my god, like, I didn't expect that at all. And so, with that magic being gone, it's still, it's more of the same, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sure. But I think but- one is better, but the villain... In, But but but
0: I would but I would argue that the first 45 minutes to an hour of the original Guardians of the Galaxy is spent on trying to get the team together and the best part of that movie is once they come together so yes it's more of the same but it's the best part of the first movie
1: yeah I I guess I mean I I can see that doesn't change my opinion but I think you have a good point but yeah but anyways, Peacemaker though I've seen one through seven. I yeah, again I was busy watching other stuff, but <laughs> at night I just I'm like I just want to watch
0: something familiar. But I've really enjoyed Peacemaker thus far. It's really worthwhile, and it's it's again it's very much in that James Gunn hyper violent. It's it's almost a perfect mix of Kevin Smith meets Quentin Tarantino because there's there's very introspective dialogue driven scenes that are very much full of character development and exposition and sort of bringing up to date a character's mental state. But then you, you immediately, like three minutes later, it's just violence and guns and heads exploding and blood and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's this very, very weird balanced mix, which I love both aspects of, of like, I love Kevin Smith and I love Quentin Tarantino and this hits that beautiful sweet spot. Yeah, no, he. I, I
1: really think he did knock it out of the park. I think you're on on point. Those are two people that I would, not only because Kevin Smith is a comic book fan himself, but sure, like the, they both are. Their dialogue writing is is something that they're known for. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed every second of it, man. Like every time they bring Vigilante on, like he's my favorite character. And he's the guy to watch, dude. He's hilarious. He's, great. he's, he's great. hilarious, and um, like you kind of, it's John Cena is. He's a really good actor in this one. Like he he does a really great job, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I know some of it's improv and like James Gunn was saying that like, oh man, like he's he brings this stuff sometimes. And I just I gotta keep it in. Sure. And he kinda just gives him enough free reign to like, hey man, have fun with the character. And he seems to really John Cena seems to really be in tune with the character. Like he he I guess he kinda hinted that he was bisexual and then cause he really sat down and
0: thought about it. Uh, Wait, you're talking about John Cena, John Cena hinted that he yeah. himself might be bisexual? No, no, no. Peacemaker. So oh, yeah? Like, okay, okay, That okay, peacemaker okay. may be bisexual. I just want to be clear on sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. We're not starting rumors. No, 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 We're no. not...
1: <laughs> that, that peacemaker may be Weekly bisexual. World
0: News. What's been watching podcasts yeah. says John Cena sucked a dick one time. Yeah, cbr.com. <laughs> shout out.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, he was saying that. He thought down like after getting the script or whatever that John Cena kind of read. It, and he's like... Yeah, he would have repressed stuff from being a kid, but he also loves freedom and like I don't know the way he broke it down was really interesting. And James Gunn, when he kind of pitched it to him, he was like, you know, you're onto something there. So you can tell that he really is in tune with the character of being peacemaker, and like he puts on this front facade of like, like I will, I'll kill anybody, I'm the best there is, and like this super ego maniac. But he really is damaged. Like
0: he really oh, yeah, has been yeah, yeah, through yeah, some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's total. It's total putting up King the wall. Baby Syndrome. Yeah. yeah, King yeah. Baby, King Baby Syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm the best. I have to be the best. I'm the best. I'm the best because oh, don't look at me. I'm vulnerable and, yeah. and I'm, I'm broken. I, I I read an article recently where basically James Gunn talked about how he had had a conversation with with John Cena, and John Cena brought up the idea of Peacemaker isn't a hero like. He's a child's concept of what a hero is. Like he's not born out of tragedy or honor or valor or hope. He's born out of the flaws of humanity or the flaws of America itself in terms of like this is what happens when you raise a a kid with grandiose dreams in the most horrible of yeah. environments. His
1: dad, uh Robert Patrick plays like this terrible Ku Klux Klan racist white dragon oh,
0: like drops the n-word prolifically yeah, prolifically, yeah. I mean, it's like a Wu-Tang album, bro. Like that shit is real. Yeah. But he it's this weird like He's acting his ass off, and I really appreciate what he's doing. But he says that shit a little bit yeah, too well, where I'm like, eh, I don't. Eh.
1: He's also one of the underlying storyline or like story points or whatever is that peacemaker John Cena is trying to prove that he's not racist. And when it first gets brought to his attention, <laughs> is one of my favorite lines. He's like, "You do kill a lot of black people and minorities." He's like, "Whatever, bro. I kill white people too." And he's like, "You need to be watching." White people with the same tenacity you watch minorities as. Right. It's like, fine, I'll kill more white people. Great, like, <laughs> like that's his answer. <laughs> right, right, that's his answer. Yeah. Just like
0: you want me to kill more white people? I'll kill a bunch of whites. Bunch I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Which made me just die laughing. And then v- vigilante also has that that line where he talks about like pot got legalized, and he was like literally he's smoking pot with Peacemaker and he's like, you know, back in the day, I would have totally just popped a, a couple on the street for this because... It's like, I want to cut your head off for this. <laughs> yeah. I would have he's shot like, you in the
1: face, whatever he says. And
0: like he's like, so that's all it takes? like, yeah, that's exactly, that's the law, bro. That's the law, bro, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so good, man. Oh. It's worth it. It's worth it. And they go, it, they, they, it is a character study and, and, and it it's... John Cena as Peacemaker with his whole crew and everybody in the crew gets their moment to shine and you understand their whole character development and their history. So it's very James Gunn in that sense. But they also really do a good job of expanding the DC universe. And even if even if nothing that happens within the Peacemaker series is canon they still touch on all of the fan base and and give fan service in terms of like, there's a point where literally Peacemaker is talking about like, yeah, you know, Aquaman, he fucks fish. It's totally, that's totally what happens. And he's talking to a group of, of kindergartners. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and all these kindergartners are just sitting back like with mouth agape, just looking back in horror. Like, yeah, you know, Superman, I don't know if you know this, but like, Totally into bestiality. Yeah, That's yeah. totally his thing. Yeah. I've a, seen it.
1: There's a scene where the guy he calls Diebeard, he fucks with him, which is actually a, a really sweet scene because he's like, he's sitting there fucking with him. He's like, hey, Diebeard. And the guy tells him, like, stop calling me that. Stop calling me that. And uh, the one woman, I forget her name, um, Amanda Waller's kid. Is like oh, like shit. why like why do you mess with him like that like you know he doesn't appreciate that he's like ah he'll be fine like whatever and he's just kind of like oh, he knows I'm just messing with him and I'm like I don't think he's having fun with that mm-hmm. and then you see him cut too, and he goes to his mobile home and he's just crying himself on the on the bed like why do I fuck it up with everybody I meet I'm such an asshole and it's oh no so right, you're
0: talking about uh uh, uh peacemaker is, yeah, is yeah. crying out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he
1: go, yeah peacemaker goes... I. I'm terrible at storytelling. It's okay, it's okay. But yeah, Peacemaker goes back to his mobile home and he starts crying himself. He's like, why am I such an asshole? I shouldn't call him Beard." But but yeah, it's- which
0: is Which is funny because the very next scene is Vigilante comes in and witnesses him crying. Oh, the and, face muscle exercise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, bro, are you crying? And John C's like, no, man. I'm doing face exercises because I have to keep... I have to maintain this... this the statue-ass jaw re- this Joe line, this this razor cut jaw line, like, yeah, like I'm, it's all about face exercise. Like, oh man, I've been looking to do that. Can you give me some exercise? Like, yeah, I'll give you some exercises. Yeah, he puts
1: it right <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit right back on. But it is funny though. Like they mention, like they mention Batmite in this. Like when he's talking to Dyer yes. at one point and he's giving him shit right back. He's like, I would rather work with Batmite than you. And he's like, huh, that's not real. And he's like, yeah, Batmite. He's like a A stand for Batman from a third, from another dimension, whatever, whatever. I'm like, but now
0: that makes Batmite canon within the DCU, and it is canon because guess who shows up in episode eight? Spoiler alert! Spoilers! Spoilers! Three, two, one. They bring in the Flash and Aquaman in the very final episode, and silhouettes of Wonder Woman and
1: Superman, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, yes. you don't see them. As you well. don't actually get a close-up of them, but actually, there's a whole point where John Cena is trying to talk to Amanda Waller's daughter, I can't remember her name, but is just like, why don't you bring in the fucking Justice League? Why are we here? What the fuck's going on? Like, you have all these connections, da-da-da-da-da, and then they deal with all of their shit without, I'm trying, I am don't want to give away spoilers, but... They end up dealing with their shit, and then the very last scene is, as they're walking away, boom, 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 in comes Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Aquaman, and John Cena looks at them and is just like, nice of you assholes to show up, now! Yeah. So it is canon. It, it is canon. Jason it Momoa is canon.
1: and Ezra Miller to come back as their as respective roles, as Flash and Aquaman, so.
0: So, speaking of which, interesting segue, Super Bowl commercial. Oh
1: yeah, with the um, they did the teaser for all the uh the DC stuff.
0: Yes, what's and it? also I'm more interested the
1: Marvel stuff. Yeah, well let's we're on DC now, so let's okay. stay there. But I mean, there's not too much to talk about there. There's a um, there's a Super Bowl trailer that kind of just touches on some of the new movies that are coming out. They talk about the Flash and they talk about um, Aquaman two. What is the battle for Atlantis or whatever the hell? It's Black called. Adam. Black Adam and um, what's the other one? Super Pets. DC Super Pets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Which, that'll be cute. Whatever. Eh, We'll see. We'll see. It'll be on HBO Max. Listen, I'll check it out, but, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, it looked cool. There were some interesting looks at things. I mean, they're doubling down with Michael Keaton being uh, Batman, because he's going to be in Batgirl as well.
0: And also in The Flash. And in The Flash, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But, no, let's see. Uh, They also... Which
0: is interesting, because... So... There's a big rumor that the Batgirl series is going to be a backdoor Batman Beyond series. Yeah. The Batgirl series is mm-hmm. going to be a backdoor Batgirl S- Beyond. S- B- Starring B- Wilford Brimley. Wilford Let me talk to you about the diabetes. About diabetes. Anyways, yeah, no. Um, ones of people are killed every year by duck, duck boats.
1: <laughs> ones of people. <laughs> yeah, Google that. See how many people are killed <laughs> by duck boats. It'll be an interesting conversation with yourself. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they didn't do, like, they didn't show a whole lot. It just kind of brought the hype up for it. Um, The thing that actually kind of had me a little bit excited, though, and this isn't, we'll save Marvel for the last, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we got to. Uh, Netflix is doing a thing where they're going to start dropping one movie a week, a new movie every week, I believe. Really? They got some good ones. Uh, The Russo Brothers, The Gray Man, is going to be one of them. Gray Man? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure 100% on the premise. I don't want to sit here and give misinformation, but... the Russo brothers, who directed um, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, Infinity War, and Avengers: Endgame, mm-hmm. of that fame, yeah. uh, are doing a Netflix project. Also, uh, uh, they did a bunch of not Modern Family, uh, Arrested Development, Arrested Development. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Ryan Johnson is doing a sequel to Knives Out,
0: which is going to be on Netflix exclusive. Which full disclosure. I still have not seen Knives Out 1. Really? Yeah, I know, oh, I man. know, I know. I need to actually sit down and watch it. I know, I know, I know. I'm. Thank God. Don't spoil this for me. Do not email into this and spoil this for me. I don't know what the final, like, the finale of that is. So, I it has not been spoiled for me. I feel, like I consider myself really lucky. I'm going to watch it on my own time. It's, uh... It's I mean I love a good who done
1: it. I think it, it when it's done right, I don't know anybody that doesn't like that that genre. Yeah. But even if you did know the ending, I would which I'm not going to tell you, but even if you don't, it's still a really fun ride. Right. It's a really fun ride. Like and he doesn't
0: Spoiler, alert, Tim Curry comes in yeah. the last <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, it's it's a and uh, I'm glad that Daniel Craig gets to come back. At, oh, God, what's his inspector's name? Um Clouseau? No, I can't I can't remember it. But he's really funny in it. He plays like a southern like Kentucky fried chicken like kind of dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really funny. He gets like up, foghorn leghorn kind of. A, bit, yeah. I say I say. Yeah, they're doing um Jamie Foxx is going to be like a working class vampire in day shift. Um the Ryan okay. Reynolds movie um called the Adam project it's kind of
0: oh yeah i saw that it's it's he's, he's it's like last starfighter meets like uh, a version of
1: him from the future meets himself as a kid and yeah. they take him, him on an adventure but yeah i i mean good for netflix i mean they have damn near all the money in the world so bro put them out there why not fucking mean, yeah so they're gonna drop like a movie a week in in varying categories and stuff so but there's some good ones coming out i'm really excited about knives out too and anything the Russo brothers do. I didn't see Cherry starring Tom Holland, but apparently it's a really kind of like gritty movie. It's about him being a heroin addict or whatever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oof. Oh. That was rough. Oof. Yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, that was played, which I. Eh, we'll see. You look, know. I love Knuckles. I That was my guy, so I'm going to check it out. Idris. Uh, they had one for The Lost City. I'm Idris Elba, bitch. I'm Idris Elba. Which, Google that. What's this? It's shit. Google <laughs> Idris Elba can do anything. It's about three and a half minutes and it'll make you day. Yeah, they got... Um, what's you doing here? Some science shit? What's this now? Science? It's shit. Move. Yeah. Yeah, they got the Sandra Bullock, um, Channing Tatum movie, The Lost City.
0: Yeah, which is like a Daniel Steele novel, come to life kind of rom-com kind yeah. of. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. And yeah, those I'll two go- are
1: wholly entertaining. Like, if you're going to pair up a rom-com, like,
0: sure. Hey, by the way, I'm going to put this out there. If there's any women out there that want to go see this movie with me, because I can't watch this with a guy, not because I'm homophobic or whatever, but just, I got to watch this from a female perspective, hit me up. Also, we'll cut this out, because that's not going to last. whatever. (laughs) Leave
1: it in. Let the microphone reek of desperation. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm picking on you. No. (laughs) Leave it in. Anyways. Oh, man. Shit. That's I don't good. know where to go from That was there. good. Um, anyways, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion, Super Bowl Dominion. Dominion. I mean, I was not impressed by the most recent yeah. Jurassic World. I liked the, the 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 initial Jurassic World. Obviously, I love the everybody loves the original Jurassic, of course, War. of course. Enough that it carried on the nostalgia for 2 and 3. But um yeah, the la- the most recent one is, I wasn't a fan of, but this one brings everybody back. Sam Neill's coming back, Laura Dern's coming back, Goldblum's coming back in a bigger role, Chris Pratt's coming
0: back, and so... It just, it seems like a high school reunion, like, just... But about, like, 28 years too late, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... it. Uh, I would much rather just see a new iteration of that, as opposed to...
1: To me... Angie's gets really critical about stuff, and when she saw a Velociraptor running in the snow, she's like, "They're cold-blooded. I don't think that would happen." Like, yeah, I understand. Apparently, they've taken over everywhere. They're like living in Man, Oscar.
0: technically, this wouldn't work. Pushes uh, yeah. up her glasses. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm
1: I'm gonna see it. I, it's Jurassic Park, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm compelled. It's like I'm I'm a simp for all that stuff. Oh, the new Lord of the Rings show. We'll see. I the I reserve five, judgment. The first 5 seasons allegedly are going to cost a billion
0: dollars. How can you maintain that? Cuz like, it's Amazon how, Prime. But but again, like how many people do you think are going to sign up specifically for that? Because the the retention level on on people who sign up for things to watch it as opposed to 6 months later that stick around is a dramatic precipice. It is, an, it is an abyss of wasted money. You're really fired up about this. I, I am. Like, Here's the thing, though, man, that you gotta remember.
1: Everyone has Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime... Do they, though? ...of way more people than you might think. It is a
0: huge, huge, huge... Compared to Hulu or Netflix or... I don't know or, the numbers,
1: but I know at one point Amazon Prime, like... And you got, like... The Amazon video comes with Amazon Prime. So it's, it's fucking like... Jeff Bezos doesn't need Amazon video <laughs> streaming service to be successful. Like, So the fact that you're getting anything out of it, like, okay. Like, fuck it, why not? Like, so, like, probably hundreds of millions. I don't I don't know the numbers, but, like, there's got to be a tremendous amount of people. Dozens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't use Dozens. I, I don't watch that much Amazon Prime. I watch The Boys. I watch Invincible. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a couple other things, but, like... I'm going to be real. This is just me being really nitpicky. I hate the way that their menu is set up. Yes. I think it's the most atrocious thing. I'm sure that there's some science behind it as to where it gets you to buy or rent movies. I'm sure that's what it is. But it's I, so user unfriendly. I hate their setup. So unless I know exactly what I want to watch on it, I don't even play with it. Yeah. And it got worse over the last like three or four years. So I'm yeah. just like... Back in the day, you could at least just go to... like, Because like even HBO Max are going to suggest things. But if you go to movies... And then just they go have A to Z. everything. Yeah, you go A to Z. Everything. A to Z. You'll get lost everything. in it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can find anything you want. Just scroll A to Z and then just go there. Like, you'll be there for a while, but... the yeah, Amazon, I can't ever find anything, but... I know that there's a huge marketplace for Lord of the Rings. Everyone's finding their Game of Thrones. Everyone's finding... Right. That's why Netflix has The Witcher.
0: That's why... Right, 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 right. You know. So, because I get it. Swords and Sorcery are in right now. Yeah, man. So...
1: But yeah, that that was interesting. The one that really I'm I'm signed up for before we get into the Marvel stuff is Jordan Peele's Nope. The less I know about that going in the better. I know that it has something to do with yeah. alien abduction, but that guy
0: you have my interest sir, and now you have my attention. I right. I agreed. I I definitely feel that I don't want to see a whole bes- behind the scenes series on that. I the, the the less I see about that, the less I know, the more interested I am. I I absolutely like, you have my attention already. Just tell me when it's going to release and I will be there. Yeah. Like, the more he releases it within those previews and trailers, it's going to be a detriment to him. Like, I don't want to know anything. Just, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's curried some, you know, like,
1: He's curried favor with me as far as I'm concerned. Like, even if it, like that's the thing is like even when I watched Us, I knew that it was gonna be nigh impossible to be as good as Get Out. Get Out is an amazing movie. But like I'll say this though. Us was really original. I liked the way it shot. It was mm-hmm. something that I feel like only he can do. And I like yeah. created like
0: James Gunn is very much so the same way. Where it's like the the, the film auteur kind yeah, of thing. He's a where, story like, you, you have your you have your signature within the film. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: a good way to put it. And it's like so whatever it is, it's going to be wholly unique and wholly Jordan Peele. Right, right,
0: right. So, right. I'm I'm for it, man. Yeah. Like Kevin Smith has his has has his like signature movie. Uh, uh Quentin Tarantino yeah. or Ridley Scott or whatever, you know. Like they they have their very, they're very much like, "Oh, this is a Ridley Scott movie," or this is a a Oliver Stone movie or this is a like very yeah. Like Spike they, they have Lee. their own they have their own signature within the movie. Yeah
1: like Spike Lee you know you're gonna get a tracking shot at some point you know or a dolly shot whatever like that's just kinda how that rolls. Um Now before we get into this man this before we get into the big one uh, Moon Knight man that looked rugged raw.
0: Marvel, I cannot Marvel, Marvel. wait for this. This is gonna be amazing. And it's Oscar Isaac which just he's, more of. He's fucking good in everything, dude. More of this, less of everything else. Yeah, and I don't know what Ethan... I,
1: like, I know who Moon Knight is, and I followed a little bit of it when Jeff Lemire was writing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I followed a little bit of it there when he kind of brought the personality more back to, like, a detective. Those, that was a really interesting run. but uh, So, like, I know Moon Knight, but I'm not, like, well-versed in it, which is great for me. Like, I didn't know shit about the Eternals. I didn't know who they were when sure. was about it. So I mean I know that the the was the thing that Jack Kirby came up with, so they're like we're doing that because King Kirby. Sure, yeah, But yeah, the yeah. Moon Knight like it's just
0: the look of it, and they're going for it, like they're See, saying that it's it's violent. Yeah, here here here's my here's my philosophy on that is I think that they're this is uh, Disney's attempt to do a Daredevil like Marvel Daredevil or, or uh, Netflix Daredevil esque sort of expedition like like they they want to see how far they can push it within a disney movie and 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 so but they still want something that they can very much claim as their own so that if they need to they can walk it back or advance it or whatever like but this is their experiment into like what can we do within the superhero genre of it's not going to be the cutesy Tom Holland, uh, uh, or 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 even Winter Soldier, like we want to push it. I wouldn't call f- either of those movies cutesy. I mean, not Winter Soldier, but at least. But, but 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 even still, like it it's it's very much within the 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 Disney the Disney Marvel tone formula. I, yeah. I understand what you're saying, but
1: yeah, I mean, I know that the rights for all the Netflix shows are resorting back to Disney, so they're mm-hmm. not even going to be on Netflix anymore. I think like the end of March or something like something really, really soon. Um, and so, but yeah, I think that, I mean, they're obviously bringing in Daredevil They're obviously right. bringing in the Kingpin. Right. Like, Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen those, those by now, we talked about <laughs> it. <I don't> <laughs> yeah. Moonlight, man. Like,
0: a, and they say it's going to be violent. Like I, I'm all for it. But again, I, I, I think this is, this is Disney testing the waters yeah. to be like, how far can we push it? And like, what will people be willing to see within a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe versus what is too far?
1: Because you can't, I mean, they kind of did it with Hawkeye, but Hawkeye took his dark turn as Ronin. Mm-hmm, and we all mm-hmm, got to see mm-hmm. a brief glimpse of that but the whole show of that was him undoing his like right, I'm right. undoing all the darkness that I same did same with
0: Black Widow with her yeah. with her movies Yeah I'm with. undoing
1: all the darkness right, right. so like and he's such a I mean he's a main 6 Avengers so they can't turn him into some stone co- he does kill a lot of tracksuit mafia A lot of people. His body count somebody did it was higher than anybody's, except for nice. Mike Thanos but yeah yeah so shout out to you Hawkeye you're the man I still love you Jay Rims, J. you're Rims. The man. Give that man a statue but yeah, Moon Knight's going to go for it, man. And tonally, it looks dark. Ethan Hawke looks like he's unhinged in it. I mean, Oscar Isaac definitely looks like he's unhinged. Great. Looks looks fantastic. I can't wait. Did you see somebody, because God bless the Marvel fans, they have like 4K resolution on uh-huh. one of those frame-by-frame devices, and they uh, somebody noticed that there's a scene in the trailer where he's in the in a truck, and in the background it's, a, it's cardboard boxes, and it says Vaughn Duh. And everyone's like, it's got to be Von Doom. Von Doom industry. Yeah, it, like, it, industry. it literally
0: says V-O-N space and D, D. And it looks like the start of an O. Right. And it's I like, did see that, which I'm all for. Please bring in. Let's do this. Unless he's stealing Von Dutch hats. <laughs> <laughs> which, that would be
1: hilarious in its own, right? Um, yeah, so Moon Knight, we're all there for that. Which, and,
0: again, brings into so uh, uh, other Super Bowl trailers. This is the, the big one. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Guy. I am so hyped for this movie. So hyped. That shit is I cannot be- wait to see what they're going to do. Nutso. This shit is going to be nutso. This is going to be like a, a straight up like, uh, what's his name? Bill Strazen- Strazenik. Uh I don't know where he goes. I don't know. The guy going. who did all of the art for the crazy 70s, like, psychedelic Doctor Strange comic books?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, no, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. When you're saying Str- Straczynski, I know he's a writer for Feet of Fantastic Four and a lot of other stuff. For no, 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 no,
0: no, no. no I don't
1: know. I don't know. It's All I know is Sam Raimi's about to go off the hook. The rumor, There's so many rumors about this movie, and I'm trying to stay away from them, but like, <laughs> that it's going to Let's happen. just
0: talk about stuff that we've seen. yeah.
1: Like, just but just to finish the sentence at least That it's going to have more people than they had in Endgame We do know this And Homeboy came out and said that They, they quote unquote used his voice That Patrick Stewart said Yeah I saw the the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer And you know They've gotten really good at doing my voices Ever since I was doing plays I've always had right. people impersonate my voice And this and that right, and, right, third. Right. and it's like come on Charles Come,
0: come on Charles, Charles. yeah." So, it just, it reeks of, it reeks of
1: Illuminati, it reeks of Ultimatum. Well, but, but,
0: but it reeks of of uh, Andrew Garfield when he was like, oh, I'm not in the, I'm not in Spider-Man. I don't know what they're talking about. I, it's it just, I don't know. They're really good at faking stuff and just, he's just. Which that, I love Everybody That's movie. very clearly Patrick Stewart who's doing the, if you haven't seen the, the Doctor Strange Super Bowl commercial, Go watch it. They are very, very clearly bringing in the Illuminati, which is a secret society in the Marvel comic books
1: world. At one point, it was um, Iron Man. It was Reed Richards. It was Namor. Namor yeah, Professor X, Black Panther. And, oh, well, he joined later. But, um, and then um, Doctor Strange.
0: Yes. Yeah. Where it was, it was basically a group of. A think tank that was responsible for trying to solve the world's problems in secret and and basically deciding the fate of the entire Marvel universe without letting any of their other compatriots know.
1: Pretty much. Like for example, they were in the comic books, they were responsible for building the rocket ship that took Hulk off planet. Which, uh, led, which to led to Planet World, Hulk. Yeah, planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Right. And um, apparently, though, somebody botched the coordinates. and it, it was supposed to land the Hulk on a peaceful planet with plenty of vegetation and wildlife for him to kill and eat throughout mm. the rest of his days. And it was rigged with a bomb or whatever that was going to blow itself up. And But what happened is it went off course and it landed him on this war planet. And they were responsible. So the Illuminati was responsible for that. And so when he came back in World War Hulk, the... Um, like the the comic book crossover, he the Hulk went one by one to each of those five and was just like
0: went to the X Men and decimated them, and then went to the Avengers and or decimated just Tony them, Stark mostly. Or
1: yeah, he paraded them about of like these are your oh Black Bolt was the other uh, yes Illuminum Black, Hulk, that's Black right. Bolt that's right and uh, he's the the leader of the uh, Inhumans
0: anyway pushing my glasses up uh, nerd talk Meh.
1: yeah so they're they're hinting at that I mean allegedly there might be a the superior Iron Man in that but. Wanda is, is definitely going to play a big role in that. Again,
0: they have Shuma Gorath. I'm all about that. Like, an interdimensional just world conqueror who is all about just, I'm going to control your minds and make you do my will because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm I all mean, about that.
1: And Scarlet Witch is going to play a pretty big part, it looks like. Shout out to Lizzie Olsen. Oh well, yeah, shout out to Lizzie Olsen. Uh, man. But yeah, that movie... I've seen that trailer a bunch of times, and like they're having the dark, like everything ties in. Though the cartoon "What If" is tying into this.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Evil. The quote unquote
1: evil Doctor Strange. He's not really evil by the end of the "What If" series, but
0: again, like you and I have, you and I have talked about bringing in other aspects of the Marvel universe in terms of Deadpool and the Fantastic Four and the X Men and. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and, like, all these different genres that you and I have paid attention to since 1999, 2000, whenever the first X-Men movie came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, for them to finally bring all of them together and reward me for, like, oh, no, here's for paying... Here's your reward for paying attention for the last 25, 30 years. Like... I'm so happy about that. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. And like they almost it, it, it's weird because they almost can't disappoint me. Like as long as they give me just the minimalist fanboy service, I am all about this. Like you give me Patrick Stewart or you give me an an, an image of we're bringing in the Fantastic Four or whatever it is like. It's, I am so down for that. Like, let's see how we're going to expand the Marvel universe beyond the core Avengers group. Like, this is where we're finally breaking into the wider universe of the Marvel Marvel comics, and I cannot wait.
1: It's all the toys in the sandbox. Yes, all under the house of mouse. Yeah, and if that's if if Disney bought Marvel and we get this out of it, like, all right, go. Cool. Like, we got all the toys over time. Like, I'm yep. fine with that. Yep. I mean, it's it's going to be massive. And I think this movie's going to have some of the biggest ramifications we've seen in a very long time. I don't think they can kill everybody yet again. Because no, we're just no. now reestablishing where everyone's place is. Post, blip, snap, whatever you want to call it. But they could do the opposite and just bring more people in. In, in House of M, uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, says no more mutants. And she eliminates half the mutants. Now, because we don't have mutants yet in the MCU, sure, they could reverse it and say, "I want." They'll find a more more, more mutants, more mutants. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or I want more, more well, and heroes, that's, and that's 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 kind of what they're doing right now. Is like they've slowly eliminated uh, RDJ, they've slowly eliminated Chris Evans, they've slowly eliminated Chris Hemsworth, so. And now they're focusing more on like now we're bringing in Haley Steinfeld and the chick who's going to play America Chavez and Elizabeth Olsen who may become the new leader of the of the Avengers crew because she's the the she bridges the gap between the old you know the OG crew and the 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 new younger set you know so which I'm all for like let's do that and then you know you have Tom Holland who's Kind of moving off into this weird like Sony slash MCU world where they're bringing in Morbius and Venom and
1: you can tell that that they wanted that Spider-Man movie to come out um, like when it did, especially even the previous one, the one with Mysterio, uh, Far From Home or whatever. Like, and I say this in the best way possible. Like, you can tell that the Marvel Universe needed Spider-Man at that point. And it's on the very capable shoulders of Tom Holland. Yeah. He's, he's very good at yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. they knew that. They, they're like, this they're kid. They're trying to
0: bridge the gap. It, like, we're going to let you establish a Marvel Universe Spider-Man, but eventually we're going to take over and we're going to do our own thing.
1: Well, we as a fan base and Spider-Man as a character were all in mourning. So it's like we got to mourn and grow with Spider-Man. And that sure. was the smartest way to approach it. Sure, It was like, Spider-Man's in mourning. His world shook upside down like, hey buddy, ours is too and we're in the real because, world. So.
0: Because ultimately tr- Spider-Man works when he's born out of tragedy, whether it's the death of Uncle Ben or, or Aunt, ben. Aunt May or Gwen Stacy or the loss of his marriage to, to Mary Jane yeah. or... May I, I may be the clone or I'm not the clone or whatever. Like, Spider-Man works as a tragic character, and yeah. so returning him to those roots time and time again is why we're so involved as viewers.
1: Yeah, and so they were smart to do it. Like, even with Wanda, it's like, oh, we're gonna deal with this tragedy together. We're gonna do it on screen and with you as uh, as viewers, so. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse and the Madness, I think, is gonna shake it all up, though, man, so get ready. So check out the trailers, um... But I think that pretty much that's been a true definition of a show for what you've been watching um, unless you want to check anything out? you want to check anything out or oh yo oh yeah we got to do our plugs real quick. Yeah oh man absolutely. Um, check us out on facebook.com If you have not already please I, I mean I never thought I'd be at a point in my life where I'm saying this but yeah please like and subscribe and follow uh, We are at facebook.com slash dudley bros podcast you can that's
0: d u d l e y b r o s podcast
1: yep facebook.com dudley bros podcast
0: and also you can reach us at our gmail account which is what you've been watching podcast that's Whatcha been watching without the question mark podcast at gmail.com Hit us up with your questions, requests, like if you have an, an idea for an a episode that you want us to tackle a movie or talk about something, we're open to that. Just we are for just for the people
1: up. here at What's you Been Watching. We are fans of you just as much. And if you just want to tell us to shut the hell up and stop
0: doing it. <laughs> bring it bring on. Bring the hate. That's fine. But also, we're building the legions yeah, and we want you to be a part of that as we build our galactic empire. Uh, We are available on iTunes and Spotify. Just look us up.
1: RSS.com forward slash podcast forward slash WBW podcast. Podcast, that's right. So, yeah, we're we're out there. We're out and about. Um, On that note, man, I love you, brother. Too sweet as always, bro. Too
0: sweet as always, brother.
1: Until next time,
0: watch a movie. Watch a movie.